CC, Jeff, and I are about to talk by five by five strength building programs and the pros and cons that come along with those. You may have heard about five by five training and all the benefits that it brings you with regard to gaining more muscle and building max strength. While it can certainly do that, there are some cons to five by five training, depending on your training age and uh, exactly what you're trying to get out of it from a goals perspective. We're going to talk about some of the nuance, how to implement that into the program, who should and shouldn't be doing some five by five training, and a lot of things in between. If you're currently looking for a program to build muscle and strength, you should check out rdfstrong.com. That's our most popular strength and muscle building program. Go to rdfstrong.com to find out a little bit more about the program. And when you get there, you can use code STRONG20 at checkout and get 20% off. That's rdfstrong.com. Use code STRONG20. Welcome to Iron Sights. This podcast candidly seeks to create opportunities and deliver impact by sharing the experiences and wisdom of successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders who unapologetically aim to win in health, fitness, business, and life. I'm your host, Scott Howell. Welcome to Old School Meets New School. Tradition meets innovation and imperfection meets excellence. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And so you got five five exercises and then the five the other part of this five by five is in your workout setups, it would be five sets of five reps each of those exercises. And then they don't all get done on the same day. And there's a lot of ways people have programmed these this five by five um, uh, routine into their particular programming. In some cases, that's all they do. They just do the five by they just do the five exercises through the five reps, five sets each, or five sets, five reps each over the course of a week. And and sometimes it's broken down into like one day on, one day off, one day on, two days off. So it'd be like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday Mm -hmm. type of workout split. And you do a combination of these on those days. Mm -hmm. And you are going to hit each thing at least twice in those three days. That meaning each lift in, in those different combinations. And they've, an example might be like you do like um, a squat, a uh, bent over row, and a uh, overhead press on one day. That's Monday, and then you come back and you do your deadlift and bench press and, on another day. Um, and then on, you come back, you're going to hit your squat again. You're going to hit your um, your overhead press and your bench or your, your, row. your row again, and then. So the you next hit week. Yeah, the next week. So inside a one week time frame, if we looked at it as a seven day week, you're hitting everything at least uh two times. Mm-hmm. Now people are going, wait, but you didn't deadlift twice. Yeah, but I'm gonna come back to it on Monday and I just did it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the 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 general overview. Yeah. Of, so your Wednesday exercise the following week, it gets done twice. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're gonna see you're going to see a lot of different combinations. You see people that sort of take credit for it and you're going to see people that have written entire, you know, books or manuals on it. And they're, they're all very smart. A lot of people had a lot of success with five by five routines. I mean, but there's, there's some, have you guys ever, have you guys ever implemented this in your own, your own programs? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when, and what kind of results did you see? So for me, when I first started, it was all about physique, right? So I was doing a lot of bodybuilding, a lot of high rep stuff. And, um, I just burnt myself out on intensity principles, doing a lot of like drop sets, supersets, um, not giving myself enough rest, not eating enough, right? Gains. Yeah, just <laughs> literally um, pre-workout and fucking pump. And a lot of just get after it, right? Yeah, like that's, just, exactly. Right, I'm trying to get huge. 
So blew my hormones out and, uh, you know, just kind of hit a wall. So I went in and uh, just kind of did some research, started a five by five to help build my hormones back and kind of just reset my body and uh, just learning how to, you know, do a deadlift where your whole body needs to be rigid and I need to be aware of my whole body instead of like trying to contract my bicep 20 times to, you know, I want to increase <laughs> the size of it, right? So just kind of a different focus and just seeing actually how much growth I had just changing out of the program that I was doing. The high volume program. Yeah. It was, um, it was amazing to me just to see the change in the modality and see what my body did and being able to be like, okay, well, I can now use these different modalities and programs to change my body and shape it the way that I want to see fit, right? And so for the five by five, we're talking about building max strength, right? 80, 80% and above, right? Yeah, I mean, so that's a really good point that we didn't mention and that if you're only doing five, five uh, sets of five reps, if you expect to get some kind of change like in that lower rep scheme, then the intensity needs to be higher. So we're going to be working up towards that 85% or higher, mm -hmm. right around that 85%, because I ain't getting five reps with 95% mm -hmm. of my, say, one rep max. Mm -hmm. And it, obviously goals are important. So if I'm working to get like max one rep bench press, five by five routines can can really help me get there, but I need to manage my loads appropriately, Absolutely. right? And then, but if, it, but that that's not important, I'm just trying to get as strong as I can, mm -hmm. period. Let's mm -hmm. just go relative yeah. strength across the board. It also works for that too. So again, intensity versus volume. And a lot of people don't figure that out kind of ever, yeah. but when people kind of find that balance for them and what works really well, I can tell you what, you know, I figured it out at one point. I was like, damn, I, I can actually do less and get way more. And I get think that's, I think that's yeah. what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also being, you know, these, the bodybuilders, they want to look dense and big and mm -hmm. lean. And they don't understand that with the high repetition, you're getting what's called sarcoplastic hypertrophy, right? It's more of the cell swelling, oh. right? It's a, it's a fluid retention, right? So it's, it's a uh, fugazi, right? It's, it's going to be gone soon, right? It's just holding at the time, the moment. Um, what we want to do is build muscle fiber, right? And so it's kind of a different route where now I just came out of, let's say, a show and, you know, leading up to the show is more of a high rep. I'm trying to volumize. Coming out of that, I want to now increase my load, right? I want to lift heavier weight. I want to reset myself. So when I come back to these hypertrophy phases, I'm able to lift more, right? My one rep max is now higher, right? I'm able to add more tension and load to said muscles so I can get them bigger. Yeah. So there's two things that are really going on there. One is just a whole recovery process, right? You're recovering metabolically, you're recovering neuromuscularly. Hormonally. Yeah. Hormonally. Yeah. So go back to like the metabolic process and we, I'm going to include it in there. And the second thing you're doing is you're remodeling tissue mm -hmm. because you've been training so different, you know, going into the end of that show, you're usually working at a caloric deficit or right at the, you know, like right at the fringes of being in a caloric deficit, depending on how you plan and how well you're doing. So you're remodeling tissue, but you're also, you're also recovering. And so, uh, the remodeling tissue piece, you have to stimulate that, right? There's a, there's a, and there's ways to do that. I think what I'm about to hear you say is how backing off with, in terms of, uh, with the volume and getting into a little bit more intensity helps you maybe correct the hormonal balance and what your body was doing metabolically. Yeah, exactly. Because we're so depleted 
And, you know, now coming back off of that, we start eating again. We're super anabolic, mm-hmm. right? Because we've yep. been in this catabolic state. Yeah. And Look at a bodybuilder like one week after oh, the they, show. They're like, oh, I should have been on stage today. It's right. like, yeah, yeah. you fucked. You, you, yeah, they feel and look up. great. Yeah. yeah. It's always the week after everyone looked great, right? Yeah. They're always doing the pictures. Not that they didn't look good on stage, no, but, but they yeah, look it's, huge. I mean, just yeah. that fullness and, yeah, yeah. not overspilling. It. They're not all just like gone. And they're not stressed, stressed out, out, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, being able to now, okay, like reset the body hormonally, um, backing off of, um, excuse me, just the higher load and the higher volume and getting more back into, um, training the central nervous system and the motor unit. Right. Yeah. I think sort sort of part of this is, and we're, I don't want to get too far off track with just the bodybuilding piece. We're talking about strength training yeah. and, and the, the, the benefits there and that that bodybuilder started to put fat, a lot of fat back into their their diet. diet, right? And that's very helpful on that hormonal recovery. Yeah. Um, again, don't want to get down into a rabbit hole of why that in t- bringing that intensity back up and dropping the volume down can be very helpful. But so what kind of results were you seeing, man? Like, and how long did it take to see the results? So for me, I was on a three month program and it was a split between kind of a, th- a five by five and it was three days on, one day off. And the next three days were a hypertrophy blend. So it it, it, it was a muscle building program. Mm-hmm. From the strength uh, gains that I was getting, I was just getting much stronger um, in everything, in my compound lifts. Uh, I felt better. Uh, my joints kind of eased up off of the high volume. But also there's, you know... The caveat, if you start lifting too heavy and you don't have control, you can have the same issue, can right? Can be a con. To exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of checking ego at the door. Of course, I didn't when I was starting to lift again. I was trying Weird. to... Yeah, right? Trying to lift as much as yeah. I could, you know, first uh, time going through the five by fives and, you know, 225 on bench, struggling, legs coming off the ground, you know, needing Games. help at 24-hour fitness. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in my tank top. Right. You know, like <laughs> fucking like... Yeah. But, but yeah, but um, just kind of being able to reset the system hormonally and then also from a standpoint of increasing the one rep max and getting stronger, mm-hmm. right? That's the, that's the whole point. Yeah. So I, my personal experience with this similar, I, I, I found it early in my sort of my lifting when I was, when I say early in my late teens, early twenties, I was lifting a lot of heavy weight. And part of that was, is me walking into more of a powerlifting gym in my early twenties. This is, these guys were, this was squat, bench press and deadlift. And they were doing some pretty crazy, crazy stuff in there. I'd not, not seen that kind of strength before. And I was studying them. And this is the time I was actually starting to coach. So I was learning a lot of things about physiology, anatomy, nutrition, uh, drugs. Uh, there was a lot of things that were there kind of, I was trying to absorb and I watched the the bigger guys or, or the bigger and the stronger guys really working through similar programming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was kind of a blend, like what you just said. So I think it's important what I learned right, right up front was it wasn't just we're just using these five exercises. We're only using this, you know, this barbell and we're only going to be training three days a week. They they moved things around a little bit where Three of those days, they were doing a five by five. And then the other two days, maybe even as many as three, were doing other things, maybe a little higher volume. Yep. And they were certainly, and this is another con about the training that these guys were, you know, making sure that they were covered on the back end, is that they were doing some isolation movements with some of those maybe troubled areas or things to correct 
yeah. things. And I didn't quite understand it at the time, but I was watching them do like a lot of additional shoulder work, um, a lot of additional extension work. Uh, and there was, there was a couple of guys that were really working their flexibility, which was odd to me, like through really deep. And I always hated these, but like one of the things that struck me was they would, they would load up the barbell and do these walking lunges with the barbell and they would get, it's like this deep, almost like track stretch mm-hmm. type of mm-hmm. movement um, with lighter loads. And some of the loads, I mean, lighter than what they were squatting, uh, but they were, they were heavy to me and I was looking at it, but they were, they were training this, this blended kind of, kind of um, program. And they would transition obviously as they would get closer to competition because they would, they were all competitive power lifters that would go away. They would start leaving that behind and they would start getting into basically their main lifts. And so the variety of exercises would, would start to decline, right? They would go right into more, they were spending more time in their squat bench and deadlift. And those other things were starting to to leave. The intensity was going way up. It actually went from more, less of a five by five to more of like a three Three by by five. five. And then after that, it would get even, it would start to come down to like a five by three mm-hmm. or sorry, five by one, you know, or ones and twos, they were, you know, they were building into oh, yeah. their heavy lifts as they were trying to peak. So there's different ways of comboing this. And so I realized kind of right up front, there is no one, you know, one way to do five by five routines. Mm-hmm. But again, people are asking about them. So I'm like, well, what's your history with this? Like, what is your experience? What have you seen? What have you done? What's your understanding of how this works? And do you have your basic fundamental do you understand how to do those basic fundamental five exercises uh, the way you need to? And do you have the capacity, right, in order to handle the loads necessary to really yep. get the benefit out of, again, the lower volume, higher intensity, lower uh, lower frequency, and, uh, again, uh, lower variety of movement movements in there? So that was kind of my, my intro to it. I adopted that you know, that same type of programming yeah. where, you know, like when I was looking, going through a strength phase, I would go, I would lot, lot of heavy. I blew my back up pretty early because I was trying to do too much with the bent over rowing and things like that. And then you get into the machines and that's where I discovered how much benefit I could get from a machine, um, for back strength and things like that's another conversation for another day. But, but, uh, I had a lot of re- really good results with that. I put on a lot of muscle. I, uh, got very, very strong and it was sustainable for me for quite some time yeah. until it wasn't. And we can talk about that later. Yeah. The muscle stays longer yeah. too. Is this the, the strength in the way that you look when you lift like that? It, it stays longer. The guys that are doing a lot of the pump work, once you stop doing it and you stop swelling that cell, right? Uh, you lose, you, you lose the look basically. Right, you lose the pump. Whereas right. muscle fiber is. It, the density is still there. It's hard to break down. Yeah. It takes a while, right? Yeah. It's yeah, so, old man strength. So I can tell you when I've used the five by five, completely different environment and setting than the two of you. It was more around um, when I was doing marathon training and endurance sport training because oh, the five, interesting. Yeah, yeah, because the five by five, you know, I would go through a hypertrophy phase and stuff like that. But then for my strength phase, um, when I had more mileage under my legs or I was having to be on the road more, whether it was biking and running or swimming or whatever, the five by five. Um, I was able to push more of a load. Uh, the rest times were longer, but you know, I had my main compound lifts and that's right there. I think what really kept me whole during all the endurance training 
Um, because I had that strong foundation. I wasn't killing myself as far as doing multiple repetitions, as far as 12s and 15s. I was getting in there, getting after it. And then I was still able to recover because I was still pounding, whether it was running or riding or something like that, um, with the, with those other modalities. So, um, it was, I think more about strength preservation mm-hmm. for me at yep. that time. And then at, at, at one um, point, yes, it did go from five by five to three by fives, especially as the mileage um, and the distance started to get longer. So, um, and I had, I had really good results with that and I got really strong. I stayed really strong. And I don't know if y'all remember, but when we talked about, you know, marathon running, in one of our previous podcasts or earlier podcasts. And I was like, oh my God, my bones hurt. Yep. Like the very first time I did a marathon. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, why would anybody want to do this? But I did zero strength training then. And then um, I learned strength training with the endurance training. I remember that next that next marathon I did, I was like, yes. Oh my God, my body feels so good. Like I was able to walk. I was able to walk the next day and function. So um, there's something really to be said as far as, um, implementing your strength and, and utilizing the five by five, at least for me, it was. Yeah. And that's actually really important to show because, you know, she's obviously wasn't lifting at 80%, you know, right. but still using the same compound pattern. We're going to stick at a lower rep range to keep tension, tension. on the muscle, mm-hmm. right. And keep that, uh, keep that motor pattern set, mm-hmm. right. With load and then just keeping the maintenance of that tissue and that muscle, with the components or sorry, with the properties that it should have. Right. And that's why you were able to do so, so much better, mm-hmm. right. The bone and all of that is so much stronger. You know, I don't know about the 80%. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers and stuff like that. But I know every time I went into the gym, it was fucking, it was brutal. It was out there working and the intensity that I had to bring to do it. Um, it was there. It definitely wasn't like, Oh, okay. I have like five, more reps in me. No, right. like exactly. it was in there doing business. The yeah, that yeah. is that's, that's a really wow. that's a really good point. So a couple takeaways that I got from that is one is if you're marathon training or you're triathlon training or whatever, it's some type of an endurance type of of event that you're trained for, the hobby that you have, whatever it mm-hmm. is, you probably don't have a lot of extra time. I mean, endurance endurance training takes time. We had Steven on, we were talking about the ultra running that he does and you know, he's doing his his in-between recovery runs are half marathons, you know, from, from a lot of his training. So uh, there isn't, there's just not a lot of time to do it. And also, obviously, if there's not a lot of time, then the frequency of how, you know, of you being able to do it, that is how many days you could be doing that in tends to be a a challenge. So, you know, the five by five training, even if you just went from the traditional, you know, perspective and you did three days a week, you know, it doesn't take a long time. So you're literally doing 25 repetitions. That's it. Yeah. Um, you're doing but 20, you have to do a rest period. You, you, you do have need a rest period. But if I was doing, let's say, a, a workout where I was doing three of these main lifts in one day, that would only be 75 repetitions, right? So mm-hmm. that's, you know, from a total volume perspective, that might seem really high to some power lifters or whatever. But and the reality of it is, is it ends up, it ends up being a, a, a workout that's very manageable. And you could again go to like a three by five rather than a five by five and manage that even more if you're finding, hey, I don't have time for this or I, I don't have enough recovery. Mm-hmm. In a, in a five by five, when we're looking at recovery systems or energy systems, recovery time in there it needs to be at least ninety seconds, right? So when we start oh, to yeah. yeah, we start to look at you know your energy system work, the creatine phosphate system, um, the your your anaerobic system recovery systems those you're, you're going to need a minimum of 90 seconds to recover. So if you're one of those people that likes to move fast through a workout, five by fives, 
not going to be the best thing for you. You're going to have to really practice some patience. Mm-hmm. The other thing you got to work harder. That's what, that's what I was, uh, you, the, the other part I was taking away is that is in order to make this really effective, the intention, uh, you know, with that intensity yeah. has to be there. Mm-hmm. You I mean, you have to really want to get in there and get after it. Uh, otherwise this doesn't, make a lot of sense. No, I totally agree. Um, if you're going to go like just being able to put a lot of weight on the bar, you have to have a lot of intent. You have to know your form, right? Where the form breaks down, uh, where your range of motion is for this kind of weight, right? Um, it's not a novice thing to jump into, but it's extremely important for a novice to learn these main lifts, regardless of what percentage they're at. Like I could start someone at 50% and teach them all of this and teach them how to maintain internal tension and create tension and force. Which, was, which is going to help them apply force down the road, whichever way they want to go, right? Where instead of you don't understand how to do this or any of these lifts or move this way, you're probably not a strong person, right? Um, and I think that it's very important to know that it doesn't have to be at maximal level to do these things, but we do need to have intent because it's form-driven, right? Yeah, that's a really good point. So uh, for the beginner, like some people might go, well, they shouldn't be working at those kind of intensity levels. You're right. They probably shouldn't, not right out of the gate, but their intensity relative to your intensity is totally different. Exactly. The intensity, individuality. yes, exactly. that's the individuality <laughs> principle, right? Yeah. We've talked about this plenty of times on the show, but yes. So it might be a really great place for somebody that really doesn't have a high level of capacity or conditioning mm-hmm. to really get good at doing the basic lifts and learn those, start to work through those ranges of motion and figure out like where their weak points are and whatever. So think about this. So your traditional program is like what, you know, as you start out, you know, as a beginner is probably somewhere you're probably working in like 10 to 15 you know, rep ranges. Sure. Right. And so if you're, if you're just starting and I took you through a workout, this is like your first day in the gym. Um, this is, this is gonna be like, pull that thing away from your face a little bit, dude. Yeah, dude, get them right on top of that. <laughs> Bro, I was just fucking, I don't know how to use this thing. It's fucking <laughs> so, ridiculous. So come, come, so if you're, if you're brand new, so think about this brand new, you're coming into the gym. You haven't worked out in a long time. If ever, mm-hmm. if I take you through a workout that gives you, let's say three sets of 15 squats, Fucking oh. You're just fucking annihilated. Yeah, you're going to be debilitated. Yeah. You're, you are done. And again, that could be anything from body weight to a few extra pounds of external load, right? So that's going to be like, again, that's 45 repetitions, three mm-hmm. sets, 15 reps. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably on your first day day in, I might do three, three sets. It might only be two, and I'm probably keeping you closer to around 10 or 12, mm-hmm. maybe as many as 15, depending on what we're seeing happening and, you know, the... Uh, the person's ability, training age. Uh, again, we already said this is going to be somebody that's like maybe absolutely novice, uh, but maybe they are active. You know, they're just novice to the gym. They like to ride a bike or they, you know, they get out and they hike or they're a runner or something like that. They're a little bit more athletic and they have some level of, of metabolic conditioning underneath them. The point of this is, is if I did that two sets of 15, that's going to give me 30 reps, right? Mm-hmm. If I and, But I'm doing them all in succession. I'm getting that constant... I'm, I'm starting at number one, rep one. I'm going all the way to 15 without stopping. Uh, if I was going to take you through three sets of 10, that's 30 reps, mm-hmm. right? Um, you might not have the, the uh, excuse me, the overall conditioning or capacity from maybe a stability perspective in order to handle 
10 repetitions of squats without breaking down somewhere else. Legs are strong enough, glutes are strong enough, hamstrings are strong enough, but your trunk isn't. Exactly. Or, you know, you don't have the mobility in your in your thoracic spine in order to maintain that posture for that amount of, for that, and strength for that amount of time. So things might start to break down. So five sets of five repetitions is a really great way to get 25 total repetitions mm-hmm. in, right? Which is right in that wheelhouse of what we were just talking yep. about. And give that person, so it gives that person plenty of reps. It gives them the stimulus. It also doesn't stimulate them for so long that metabolically during that uh, during that particular set they're breaking down. Yeah, the heart rate goes exactly. through the roof. Mm-hmm. They're starting to feel you know all of a sudden they get you know a little lightheaded or or what what have you. All the things that can happen if you if you pushed it a little too far, um, and that in, so that that there manages the intensity alongside the volume. So it's not that a beginner can't do this. Just no, needs to it be just needs to, and the dial just needs to be turned slow. Right, like a lot of people want to jump up and wait super quick oh, just as far because as like they intensity. can. But even like you know, like let's say fifty to seventy-five pounds, they jump up in a that's that's, that's a lot of it's volume a huge increase. percentage, yeah. and you can slowly pull back and do that for a longer period of time instead of jumping up there right to close to you know your one rep max and your form breaking down, where you're getting to get close to injury, where you can have all of this room for growth with volume, where people are kind of ego lift and want to jump right to it. That's the con. Yeah. Focus on good form, good reps. You have a couple left in the tank. You're not, you know, at the, maybe at the end of your program where you're, you know, you're trying to get stronger. That's where you're going to like, okay, I'm going to go all out on, you know, Mm -hmm. this last week on last set. But um, yeah, focusing on good form and having good uh, intention and, you know, um, fucking brain fart. (laughs) (laughs) I, so I like it for beginners for the reasons we've already stated. I also like it for beginners going back to what you were saying, CC, about understanding what where your loads need to be in order to get the most out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because again, that's important. We need to be working at a certain percentage, and it's mm-hmm. going to be above eighty percent, right, mm-hmm. in order to get the to, to reap the rewards yeah. of max the, strength that, that, that yeah. programming. Right, um, you're going to build muscle while you're doing that. Again, the the more advanced your training age is, the may, maybe the less muscle you build. It's certainly the gains and yeah. the increases in weight. So when I say gains, that would be muscular gains, mm-hmm. right? So fiber size and volume gains, sure. but also strength gains as is being tracked or recorded. Mm-hmm. They're going to be at, a, at, at the the trajectory will be the same, right? It should be going up. If it's not going up, we need to readdress your program. Yes. Uh, but the velocity is going to change, right? So it's not going to happen quite as quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, but during that time, we can be getting real familiar with how much weight should we be lifting, right? And what really is my again, not my one rep max, but what is my five by five percentages and loads that I need to be using? This comes becomes really important as you get further down the line because even if you're the, you're a very advanced lifter and you're trying to get this five by or use this five by five in your, in your program, you don't just jump in and do, you know, your, your first set of five at 85% of your, of your, of your, your uh, max, right? Whatever that is, again, whether it's three reps or one rep or whatever, that has to be managed. So there are several sets that get done as we're, we'll call them build sets yeah. as we get in, into that. So there actually is more volume, For sure. right, in the in the program than just the five by five. And I think that's an important thing to note. It's not just, I just show up and throw the weight on the bar mm-hmm. and go. Anybody listening to this would be like, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. So there is some volume that goes into to building up to this and knowing, right, where should you start with your five by five? Yep. And the important thing about the five by five is you need to be able to complete 
all five sets with all five repetitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the goal, right? So that you're getting the, that volume. Otherwise, because if you get to set number four and you're only getting three and then you get to set number, you know, five at, or four and you're getting like three reps and then you're getting to set number five and you're only getting one rep, that's too much. Yep. Yep. The, the intensity is too high. Also, depending on the week before, if you had mm-hmm. more volume last week and then you just came in and... Yeah. So it does require a certain level as you get up there and you're really try, at, at a more advanced level. It you if you're not tracking, right? You've and you're not, track. you, you you have to be you have to be recording. You have to know what's going on so that you're getting the benefit out of it. Certainly, you can go in and do, do whatever the fuck you want, right? I mm-hmm. I don't care. Do whatever you want if you want to go in there and wing it. But you're going to get way more out of this. The only way to get the I think the max benefit out of the programming is to make sure you're tracking. So knowing what that build set needs to look like, knowing where you need to start at set number one, where that leaves you at set number five, because as you get into set number five, now you know how much more weight I should be putting on at set number one to manage myself through set number mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean you can't, um, that doesn't mean you can't, you know, uh, deload right in your, in your last sets. If you had to do that, then do that. You need to get the reps. So that's perfectly fine. I'd rather have you deload and get the volume than, uh, then keep you that mean reducing your load, right? Reducing your load. Yes. Yeah. Because I was going to say, as you become more intermediate or advanced with the five by five, you're going to have to probably take a deload week or a deload period oh, sure. more often than not. Yeah. As you get more, as you get more advanced, it's yeah. not something you do all the time. It's something that you implement specifically. And yes, it would be, you know, a deload, same with the deload. Like when do I earn or when do I get a deload after a, you know, a, a time period, you know, let's say six, you know, six weeks, four to six weeks of this type of training at a high intensity, lower volume probably warrants a deload. You might need one in there, but I'm talking about taking weight off the bar because this is what we're talking about. Barbell yeah. lifts right now in sets four and five yeah. in order to complete so I can give kind of a good example on both sets, uh, on both sides. So for me, when I'm coming in and I'm going to do my five by five, right. And we're talking about build sets and let's say I'm deadlifting, right. I'll put 155 on the, on the bar, do a couple eight to 10, maybe just five. I'm not even, I'm just trying to put tension on the bar get my body set up, get everything firing. Right. And I don't even count the build sets. I kind of go off feel where I'm at and I get to where I start to get to a good five, and I have a couple in the tank, and then that's where I start, boom, counting my set. All those build sets don't matter. Yeah, there was volume in there, but now those four to five sets that I have programmed for five are at the weight that Mm -hmm. we're working with, our working weight, which is very important because over time, as you get more advanced, it's going to take longer for you to warm up Mm -hmm. and for you to get through your workout, Mm -hmm. right? For a newer person, I don't have to take them through as many build sets because one, they don't have the capacity to go that high, right? So we do a couple maybe of warm-up movements, light body weight with the bar. And then now we're kind of like in that five to six, maybe up to eight rep, rep range with them and just working on form. And it's not as many. They're, they're, they're able to get into their working sets because um, they don't have the capacity to go you know, any further. They're not as uh, tight in the skill as somebody who has that higher training age. Yep, yep. Going, example, yeah, it's a really examples. good example. And the, the, the training age piece, like, so in terms of results you should expect, and we already talked about this, this is a strength building type of routine mm-hmm. and you should expect to gain strength. And if yeah. you're not, you need to take a look at a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, how much weight you're using, you know, in terms of the progressive overload, you know, perspective, are we loading properly? Are we recovering properly? Are we taking in the right amount of nutrition? Because if you're not gaining strength in a routine like this, then something's off. Yep. Like you should 100% expect that. Yeah. Um, the other part you should expect, particularly for the novice to intermediate lifters, you're probably, you're going to see some muscle size increase. So you're, you're going to increase muscle, right? And there's, you, you mentioned kind of the density to volumization type of thing in terms of increasing yeah. size of the fiber versus just getting up, chasing the pump and mm-hmm. putting driving fluid into the muscle cell. I think it's important for people getting into this to understand, like, especially if you're an intermediate lifter and you're like, I'm going to give this a shot that you're, your increases, you're going to have to be patient with your increases because they're not going to come super fast. They're going to come over time versus somebody that's new to this. Uh, going back to like that novice that comes on the floor, we start with a five by five and now we need to move into, you know, more like, you know, three sets of 10 to 12 for mm-hmm. the hypertrophy and strength building for a period of time until maybe we need to transition back to maybe the, again, higher, higher intensity, lower volume type training, like a five by five. Um, so your, your percentages in terms of your increases are going to be a little slower to come if you're an intermediate to advance. You need to understand that. Yeah. Um, because if you're expecting like every week, you're going to see these massive increases. That's not probably realistic. And that's where the ego yeah. thing. Let's say you PR'd in. in the 315 on deadlift on the last uh, cycle and you come through, right? You might PR at 320 mm-hmm. on the next, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. on that less final uh, week four, right? Still a PR. Yeah. If you're still going up, but man, it's going to be small, incremental, two and a half kilos, five kilos, man. That's a lot, you know, it's. That, that's a good point too, is you're looking at one of like the major lifts, like when we're looking at like a deadlift or a squat versus like a bench press or a row or an overhead press, right? Mm-hmm. Your percentage of the load to percentage of increase is going to vary greatly. Like, you know, like if I'm, you said like 315, like if I went up 5%, that's a significant increase uh, in, in uh, let's, let you know, that's a big increase in a, in a particular lift, lift right? In, a, in, one, in a short period of time. But my bench press isn't going to be, if I'm deadlifting 315, I shouldn't be bench pressing that much. Like yeah. it's going to be significantly lower if I'm really on a, on a strength program. So let's say it's closer to like 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like a 5% increase there is going to be with much less weight. Yep. So keep that in mind when you're looking at percentages to loads or weights, you know, like be, be prepared, like you're, you're, your increases in quote unquote gains, whether it be strength or muscle size is going to be uh, relative to, to your training age uh, and to a lot, well, a lot of other factors we, we talk about on this show all the time. But I think that's something for people like this is not, you're not going to, you're not going to become a professional overnight, you know, using professional powerlifter overnight using five by fives. I think that's, that's another, that's another, that's something to keep in mind if you're, if you're entering into the stage. The other thing we mentioned it like in terms of a con is, is the lack of variety in movement patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there's one thing I don't like about the five by fives, it's that, but at the same time, if my goal is strength, I don't give a fuck. Right. I just just want to be stronger. Um, But there's that if you're only doing these five movement patterns, it's very limited. And you're probably going to end up with a muscle imbalance over time. But the thing is, it's, it's a, it's a period of time um, that you're doing a five by five. So it's not like you're doing this forever, Correct. you know? So, that's, well, it's great that you say that because some people are right. You go to the power, <laughs> no, seriously, you go to the powerlifting gyms and they're, they're there, they're, they're lifting a lot of weight. They, they do deloads, but they don't do anything else. And then finally, when they, they do, it's like, Oh, you know, 
need to build your hamstring. So they start, you know, doing assisted hamstring stuff just so they can get their deadlift, but that's all they're doing. They're not, they're not phasing into anything. That's all they care about. Weight on the bar and consistently lifting heavy. Yeah. I think that's a dangerous um, kind of way of thinking. Like, but that's their sport, right? But at the same it's time, like, do the, do the, do the means justify the end, exactly. right? Depending on what you're doing. So like, if that's yeah. my sport and, and I then, get, yeah. you know, I, I win or lose based on this, then for sure. Do, you, do, you do you do exactly. you, but it is one thing that you know to be cautious of that it is it is fairly limited there, and, and to your point, Jeff, because it's repetitive, right? And because we're I mean we're literally using a barbell every mm-hmm. single time in this particular context that we're talking about that the chances of something kind of showing up, you know, that shoulder not really feeling oh, right sure. or that low back not really feeling right, or because we, we don't have that variety, and we're not training in multiple movement patterns. Yeah, you can expect some shit's going to probably pop up. Absolutely, that, that's yeah. that's that's for sure. That is a danger of higher intensity, lower volume training as well as you know, as you're trying to get these increases, these small percentages of increase on a weekly, biweekly, monthly basis, or whatever else. Uh, there's a high degree of tension and stress that happens to the joints and the connective tissue. Yep. Um, not not to you're trying to stress the muscle. Well, all that stuff is connected to tendons mm-hmm. and uh, the the skeleton, and then all the skeleton has to support that with things like uh, ligaments and and soft tissue that you know cushions and helps things glide and slide and Versus all that sex. all that oh, yeah. yeah all that kind of stuff and which is why we lift heavy right to strengthen all that stuff but right? there's a there can and be a point of diminishing you, returns and the barbell i mean i love the barbell don't get me wrong but the barbell is very forgiving if you compare it to other oh. pieces of equipment out there so yeah, yeah if you're going to do it and you're going to do it for a long period of time i mean there's consequence yeah case in point I, yeah that's the case in point right there i think the the you know you were talking about going to the powerlifting gym and seeing people you know, like how long it takes them to only get through five sets of five reps. Um, It's a long time. It's a long time because as that intensity goes up, we mentioned like your recovery period needing to be, or should be a minimum of 90 seconds. It can be as much as three to five minutes. minutes. That's usually the the protocol. Like you read anywhere three to five minutes Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's a long, you're going to spend a long time in the gym. Mm -hmm. Right. We're, we're, we're trying to achieve maximal recovery, not only between sets, but between workouts. Mm -hmm. So uh, that rest time becomes important. That's why you see a lot of people sitting around on benches and, you know, taking off wraps, putting wraps on, they're trying to protect their joints and get a little bit of an extra edge Mm -hmm. and get their recovery done. And, you know, post to the Instagram and do all other stuff. It's a, it's kind of a different feel. That's so for people that are like, yeah, I see these guys and they, they take up a squat rack for two hours at 24 hour fitness. You know, that's, that's what's, yeah, that's where you're going to be. So that's something to think about. This is not something to get into. If you're one of those people that likes to move through your workout, likes variety, right. And is looking to uh, maybe be more athletic, you know, in your type of, in the type of training that you're doing, not that athletes can't do five by fives. I mean, we've just mentioned Mm -hmm. a couple of different ways they might do that, but, um, this would be something that you put in for a shorter period of time, maybe. But, and again, you got to get inside your own head. Like, Hey, this isn't going to be moving, moving very fast. Um, what else do you guys, um, I mean, any other cons with, uh, we've talked about a lot of benefit here in terms of strength and muscle building, uh, and, and how to do it. Any other, any other cons that you guys can think of? I was just thinking about, uh, you know, just bilateral movement, just Mm, moving. mm -hmm. So, uh, like isolateral, was, like yeah, so yeah. so yeah. often, so um, you know, being able to add some unilateral movement in to mm-hmm. help supplement with that, like uh, you know, still staying heavy, but like you know, lunges and and things like that with the legs, and um, but yeah, big big 
So here's, here's, I can't believe you didn't jump in. I'm so disappointed what? in you, Cece. So the one thing of all those five exercises that, um, that isn't included is a vertical pull. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we are leaving a massive movement pattern out of the equation um, if we're not doing things like pull-ups or pull-downs. Sure. Mm-hmm. So think of overhead pulling, that being the vertical pull, so important for short, shoulder health. Also, just maximum size and strength. I mean, you're never going to meet a bodybuilder that stepped on stage that doesn't do a shit ton of pull-downs or pull-ups, right? Or didn't start with pull-ups. They, they'll start to leave the program later on. Yeah. Uh, as the, as the strength goes up for and they sure. have to continue to try to strap weight on their waist or whatever to, to add load for that mm-hmm. progressive overload feature. But um, yeah, we don't get any vertical pulling mm-hmm. in this program. Is that, is that because of the traditional, um, I guess, programming of the five by five? So I, in every five by five I've ever done, there's weighted pull-ups in them. So in the traditional traditionally sense, traditional though, sense yeah. no because it was it was mostly centered around power squat lifting mm-hmm. yeah. squat mm-hmm. squat power lifting and weightlifting mm-hmm. power lifting being squat bench bench and deadlift weightlifting being the clean and jerk and snatch mm-hmm. right so that that's likely why that's my best guess on that but yeah there's no ver- vertical pull mm-hmm. um, this could be added yeah. right you, mm-hmm. this this could definitely be added it's one more variable which would then take, it would change up your programming. Again, if you're trying to do the one day on, one day off, you know, type of type of thing where you're trying to mix it up, it would mean adding more volume if you wanted to add that in. Or, and, or by the way, obviously, if we're pulling the horizontal pole or that bent over row out of the thing, then don't expect the same kind of gains yeah. in your bent over row. Exactly. So there's, there's things to think about there. I think there's pros and cons, but definitely not having that variety in your program. I see as being problematic down the road. Sure. Um, you're definitely going to want to add that in somewhere. So going back to the, like, how do I combo or how do I have some type of a hybrid type of program? You better be putting that stuff in. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's not included there, and we already mentioned the limitations, but is the rotational component. So if of all the different movements that are there in those five movements, and if we added a sixth being the vertical pull, if you look at, you know, more traditional type, just muscle building, uh, strength gaining programs, you know, when we look at be, having a well-rounded program, they're going to include those six. Again, we just added the, mm-hmm. just added the vertical, vertical pull and they're going to add some rotation or rotational yep. component Absolutely. to it. Um, and there's just none of that in there. So that goes back to the, there's no isolateral movement. Um, we're really just loading the same movement patterns over and over and over again. Now you need to do that in order to build strength. It's a strength building program. So there's a give and take. There's, exactly. there's pros and cons. Anything else that you guys can think of? So disappointed. Still in UCC. You, you, know, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about like, so why didn't they put the vertical pole in there? And I mean, I have some speculation as far as why that probably is Let's the case. It. Let's hear it. But, you know, um, you know, you're talking about power lifting. And so we're talking about power lifting and the positions that you have to be in for um, deadlifting and for, you know, back squatting and stuff like that. So I'm thinking that, you know, <laughs> your arms aren't ever vertical. Um, having to be in that position and to um, engage, um, I guess, uh, what's intrinsically with an overhead position, you're just not there. And the other thing is um, for bench pressing, then obviously you're going to want to work the um, antagonist. The reciprocals. So, yeah, the reciprocals. So that's more like your your rhomboids and yes, you're going to hit your lats, but I mean, your row is going to hit that right there. So... Um, people probably need to be stronger with, 
you know, scapular stability, shoulder blade stability when it comes to keeping your shoulder blades pulled back and down versus having to, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, elevate, Mm -hmm. you know, they need depression. They need internal rotation versus the whole elevation component. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think your argu- the argument's going to be, yeah, but we're overhead pressing and we are working the musculature, just mm-hmm. not in a pulling motion from a agonist perspective. We're working it from an antagonist mm-hmm. perspective. So, yeah, I, it's I a good know. it's a good guess. Uh, I would add in some pull ups. I would always want to have some uh, pull up. Absolutely, or a ver- ver- vertical, I'm the queen of pull ups. Right. So, so I mean, <laughs> so a couple things to take away here uh, beyond that is for people that are looking to enter, put this into their program. Look, getting stronger doesn't necessarily mean more size. All right, it's going to depend on your training age. It's going to depend on how you, or depend on where you're coming from and how you're applying the concepts. Certainly, intensity is is important. Your recovery being a major one. Um, you know, are you are you recovering? Um, the, the other thing to, to think about, and this goes back to where Jeff kind of started the conversation and trying to kind of unfuck himself um, from the, the type of training he was doing is these compound lifts. This will, this will force you to do your compound lifts and will force you to get better at them probably at some level. And with that, we, all, we, we know about the, the anabolic effects of doing these bigger, more compound yep. lifts uh, with regard to producing a a, sending muscle building signals, but also sending metabolic signals and, horm- and signals to switch on hormones that uh, are uh, that support growth, right, and longevity. So things like increasing testosterone and or at least trying to stimulate that testosterone or help with the balance of at the, those sex hormones, you know, t- uh, testosterone to, to estrogen. There's something to be said there, and there is science to support that. So there's there's that to think about too. If you're in a situation where You've been just overworked and under-recovered. We'll call that recovery debt Mm -hmm. for a very, very long time. It may be counterintuitive to think about getting into like a higher intensity strength training program. Uh, But remember, this is one with very low volume, which leaves lots of time for recovery. And and we run into this a lot with, with clients and that is, you know what, maybe you need to be working out less. Right. You're not, yeah. you're, 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 you're way out of whack or you're overstressed. And again, not overstressed necessarily emotionally, you know, or externally from, you know, what's going on around you. Uh, it's, it's the workouts. You're just, you're it's going too hard yep. for too long and you're not giving your body the proper recovery. So this is a way to, for that person that likes to work out a lot and then at an intense level, if you can get them to maybe just dial it back and do it less days per week, this is a great way for them to walk into the gym really get after it and then walk out of there thinking and feeling like they did, they really got something accomplished today. And I th- the upsides to this are that they're going to see strength gains and they're probably going to see muscular gains. And by virtue of them taking the recovery time in between and decreasing the volume, they're probably going to see an aesthetic change and they're probably going to start feeling better internally from a metabolic and maybe a hormone level. So uh, th- th- this five by five stuff could be, could be used in a lot of different applications. We miss anything? I don't think yeah. so. Good bang for your buck. Yeah, I appreciate you guys bringing it up, you know, as a as a potential topic. And thanks to those that have been dropping all those questions to us about how does this kind of work in. Uh, so when you're looking at like our our programming, there is some level of this uh, in the pro, in, in the nuance of what we do. Uh, but think about the the things that we've talked about today with regard to you know intensity volume as the two biggest things and uh, and who's it for, and that everybody can benefit by this probably at some level when applied properly. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Iron Sights. 
If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.